Hello. Hello. How are you doing, Missy Missy? Oh, I'm awesome. How are you, Chris <laughs> Times? I'm doing well. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about something that's kind of tough, but I think necessary. Um, this gun violence in the United States um, and how it affects people and really focus on what's really causing it. I think it's a spiritual aspect to this whole thing that, of course, the news media won't cover, right? But Mm -hmm. there's, there's something else happening. It's not just the presence of guns or rifles or whatever. Um, I think there's a spiritual depravity here. There's a lot going on in this country, right? When, with regard to people's affinity to guns. I love my guns. I've heard friends of mine say this, Miss Miss. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I love my guns. You can never take my guns away. Yet at the same time, they're okay with mass murder. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're okay with killing kids, you know? Yeah. I, so let's talk about that a little bit. You know, and 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 uh, you know, bounce it off each other and see what are you what are your thoughts about this stuff? Um, well, kind of like answering into you know what you said about the spiritual thing. <coughs> Excuse me. I think that people need to know some special things that we discuss, you know, outside of here that we wanted to bring to people about, you know, the spiritual nature of, of why these things happen. But then uh, we'll come back to that. But what I wanted to touch on was the way I was triggered so much about guns yesterday because of my own traumatic childhood experiences. But um, beyond that, because I think it just needed to come out, um, I can still have great conversations about this because I think there has to be some kind of medium where we can still give people their freedom and, you know, um, be more responsible with gun ownership, even though every, it can annoy people or whatever. But we have to make proactive steps to um, making guns harder to get for the bad guys. You know, like we're not talking about the good people that hunt and fish and do all that and sport shoot and stuff. But yeah, like I'm sure we can find a happy medium that can at least if, if it saves one shooting then there, that's worth it because that's probably 30 lives or 20, who knows how many lives will be saved by, by Im- implementing some new rules about gun ownership. But I won't dive into the deep parts of that. We're going to talk about it, like, you know, back and forth a little. So yeah. if you want me to, I will tell you what I feel about how, how gun ownership should be handled. But there's, um, um, I think the issue is really spiritual. Mm-hmm. When people allow themselves to <clears throat> to go out and commit with these guns, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's to because just think about it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people don't wake up and say, I'm going to go kill 100 people. 
you know? Right, right. That, I don't care who you are. That ain't normal. Like what people normally think about and do. And if you are thinking about that, that means you probably got a demon attached to you or infiltrated inside of your body and pulling you. That's my position on it. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I think that that has, I think that they, I believe a certain way too. I believe there's a force of evil and a lot of people refer to that as the devil, but there is a dark force that is, um, there's a spiritual war going obviously, but they're fighting to try and infiltrate and bring more evil into the planet and more disturbance and more chaos because that's what they feed off of. Mm. But what I think is that for months on end, that this has been going on already and then that somehow this kind of all just poured out all at once you know like it it started in this there's been like this era that we've had many many shootings in a row it wasn't like that before and all of a sudden it just manifested like that and so i'm thinking let's look at the the commonalities between these people do they have um like um college education are they going to church um do they sit isolated a lot at home you know let's ask questions that say um were they depressed were they in a low vibrational emotional state because if they spend a lot of time alone and they're sad for whatever reason because society doesn't accept them or whatever then they're vulnerable to those lower vibrational entities that we would call demons mm -hmm. to come in and whisper these things into their ears, like in the form of thoughts for weeks or months in advance. Now there is a source for everything. And if you're not with God, like if you're not praying actively every day and say, you don't have to go to church, but you, if you're not connecting with God and trying your best to be a good person, then you haven't picked a side yet. There's a lot of people out there on the fence between good and evil. Mm -hmm. And I think it just doesn't take that much when they're depressed. Like my mom, I witnessed these behaviors and my mom, she would go pick up the gun when she was manic, which I totally believe that whole situation was like what we're talking about. I think there are demons involved with that and possession and whatnot with my mom because she was schizophrenic. But the first thing, it takes a while for them to convince these human beings who would not normally do these things to, to do it, you know, and one day they just, they just go over the edge and they, and I think that's the point when the demon has won and that they, I almost say that they're possessed. Like I ask for the Holy spirit to come in for my readings and then uh, I get great accurate information. And then when you're with the other side, you're getting led into these, uh, like super horrible events that you would never, you know, realize that you're vulnerable to because you're not actively taking care of your spiritual work. You know, we're not talking about religion here. We're talking about mind, body, and spirit. You need to cater to all three of those categories. And if you're not, you're, you're vulnerable, mm -hmm. you know, you're, and here are, you know, I look at these patterns of people that never would have acted this way. They never would have expected it because they're so quiet. Well, they're introverted. And if they're lonely or sad or angry or resentful at other people at school, I mean, that's all it takes for that demon to jump on that ship and say, I'm taking over. We're going to go shoot some people. You know mm -hmm. I mean? I just believe that, that those things exist and these normal people shouldn't have busted out with, 
bad behavior like this. I mean, killing mass amounts of people and they can't, they do irrational things like that guy crashed into the ditch, you know, mm-hmm. drove his truck into the ditch. Would, would a normal human do that? Why didn't no. he just get out? What? Cause demons can't drive, honey. Yeah. <laughs> They're not physical. <laughs> so yeah. if a demon was in charge, then that's why he busted into that, you know, a ravine or whatever. But yeah. then you think about the guy who dressed up just now in Chicago as a woman. Is that normal behavior for him? Was he a transsexual or, you know, gay or anything? No, because that's something he would never do because the demon in charge right then. I think they reach a point where the demon just takes over and then they go get the gun and it all works out. For you know, and this is a force that we've got to pray against. We've got to start praying for the opposite. We can't say this has you know. Hopefully, this stops, or maybe it'll stop. We have to pray for God to intervene in these processes. So, because God can transcend any demon or anything, there ain't no other choice. But there's God is the only choice to banish this shit from the planet. So we're gonna have to pray for it, y'all. We're gonna have to pray for peace on our planet. And that no bad guys ever, ever get a gun into their hands, that God makes it completely impossible for them to get their hands on a gun. Okay. Like for whatever reason, because I believe God can do all of those things. So there you can take over. (laughs) Rant over. (laughs) I agree with all that that you said, Missy. And, you know, when you, when you're dealing with, um, a delusional mind, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you're dealing with anger, depression, all these low vibrational uh, frequencies, you're vulnerable, yes, to be used and manipulated by the devil. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's when people usually take off and do really irrational things. And, you know, it's sad. I mean, I've, I'm a I'm a, a counselor, therapist, and I have talked to people who've had murder on their minds mm-hmm. all the time. And wow. when I talk to them, and you know, I know that I'm really talking to a demon. Wow. How do how do I know that? Because of what they tell me. Yes. Oh, yes. Chris, I'm thinking because I get them comfortable. And then they start telling me these, you know, what's really going on. Wow. And this guy was like telling me, oh, while I'm talking to you, I'm really fantasizing about, you know, stabbing you in the neck, Chris. You know, <gasps> I'm thinking about murdering my whole family. Oh I'm my thinking God. about setting myself on fire, you know, stuff like that. And I mean, that it's is like, demonic, honey. Yeah. If I ever heard it. Demonic and it's real. People think like this mm-hmm. and they don't tell you. This is just regular your next door neighbor. Yeah, right? walking down the street. You could walking be passing. <laughs> Freeze a bird and you know are out there. You know, I talked to a lady not long ago, like two weeks ago. And it, while in a rant, it slipped out of her mouth that she, you know, years ago years ago wanted to kill people right now hold the phone you want to kill people 15 years ago oh well who did you want 
You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. so this is the kind of stuff that people will have in their spirit and you just never know in there. Um, yeah. I've talked to other people. They want to kill people. They want to kill themselves and kill mm-hmm. some more people. This is so common. I think so. ready to even understand how common this is. So when you got people with a gun and they got these thoughts in their head already, mm-hmm. what do you think's going to happen? Oh, there's a gun and you did say you wanted to kill some people. Here's about 500, you know, uh, uh, 500 ammunition for your SKS gun or your you know, AR-15 or AK-47 or whatever, go out there and kill a bunch of folks. It's a party today. Go out That's and kill crazy. a bunch of folks. Folk. There's a school right down the street. Go out and kill a f- bunch of folks. There's this church meeting happening, you know, mm-hmm. at so-and-so Baptist church. You know, go out and, you know what I'm saying? There's a gay pride parade down the street today. Mm-hmm. Go out and kill... This is these yeah. Are those guys sick. that got busted, remember? Yeah, a whole van load of them. They were inside a U-Haul truck, and I can't remember what city, but they were headed for that big pride event. And right. somebody saw them getting into the back of that U-Haul and called them in, and they pulled them over and stopped them. They were there was like I don't remember how many of them going. I mean, how many lives were saved because that person used their voice? You know That's what right. I mean? That's like right. always use your voice if you see something going on people like be brave be the hero like that's right. why god put you there you know but yeah i believe it like there's it just um these people were maybe raised this way and when they see something they don't agree with and they have those traumatic like issues that aren't dealt with yet they they get on board with being pissed off at the world. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, demons are like, they. you realize that I think that the demons are building an army right now. Like they're mm-hmm. literally sending out because there's so many light workers on the planet. And I can say that because I'm part of many groups and stuff. But I mean, I don't care. I'm not giving up hope that any of this is going to, you know, come out in our favor because I know God's going to, you know, come through for us. But um, we're gonna. We've all got work to do on this planet right now to get mm-hmm. to and be proactive and look and say, "Hey, that guy never comes out of his room. There's something going on with him. Let's keep an eye on him." Mm-hmm. You know, we know the freaking signs to look for. We know when when a teenager comes out of a room, or you know, they're okay. Say an elderly person, that guy in Vegas, an mm-hmm. elderly man that didn't he didn't even own guns or something right and they said that was completely out of his behavior range but he was probably a lonely you know and lonely is uh, like sadness and grieving like grieving his ex like his who his family and stuff you don't know what kind of state of mind he was in and then he became vulnerable and then when when like the demons see a crack they're going to get into it you know they're going to take every opportunity to create chaos and we need to be watching for this and offering services for it as well. Right. So um, we should be making like spiritual services mandatory in jail. I think like tuning forks and yoga, we can fix people's mind. If we can fix their spirit, you just put them back out. They repeat it again. You have right. to take away that pattern of behavior 
not only from their mental state, like they don't know how to do anything but repeat bad behavior. That would be what you handle. And I would handle the energetic part, like their, you know, their electromagnetic field, because as long as something exists that hasn't been processed, it lies within their energy field as well. And it will repeat. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's like, if you're, if you're just okay, you know, like, I don't know, go ahead, go ahead. I'll rant for, I'm really passionate about this because I witnessed these behaviors in my mother for years. And I believed when my mom was in the um, hospital in Claremont County in Ohio, that I was talking to a demon because I said, my mom would never say those kinds of things to me. That's Mm -hmm. how different my mother was when she was in the manic state, as they call it. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of cover up going on and doctors are ignorant to it. I think that the powers that be that create those textbooks and stuff, they don't want to bring spirituality into college education and stuff. Because then they wouldn't be able to sell us those medicines and stuff that fix that temporarily fix the symptom. They don't fix the root of the problem. But, you know, we got to do more of this mind, body, spirit work, you guys. We're, I mean, people that we love could be vulnerable. Pray for them. If you see someone isolated and acting, you know, negative or, you know, you, you get a vibe about them, it's right. I guarantee it. So pray for these people. Pray for your enemies. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see well, what happened when I did that at work? It actually worked out to my favor. I, I, since we're talking about guns and and people with mental problems and things and demonic entities, there's I worked at uh, many years ago. I worked at a psychiatric ward for children, mm-hmm. um, and this was in Virginia. And you know, it was a state hospital. Well there's this kid that showed up there and this kid had, uh, he committed a heinous act with a, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, killed a sibling, blew his head off. And, 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 uh, you know, with a shotgun and, 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 and I'm thinking, Oh, this poor kid must be traumatized. You know, this poor kid must be, I saw that kid, was happy walking around so cordial so you know put together and stuff and he knew how to talk to you you know yeah and it, it's like it was Jeffrey Dahmer ish scary mm-hmm. and, because and the you, kid, there are two faces to him and the kid like like 10 years old and I'm wow. like and the kid was so charming and I found myself I know I didn't talk to him but a couple of minutes I was getting off work and the kid was like walking behind me with some other staff person was so concerned about oh make sure you take your take care of yourself when you get off and you know make sure you have a wonderful night's sleep and all that stuff and I uh-huh. I swiped my car and went out to the parking lot and I had to, I said, that kid just killed his brother, you know? And, and, it, and, it, and it just like, it was incredible, that interaction. Because, yeah, because I thought that that was like, that kid just like literally murdered his brother 24 hours ago. And here crazy. he is, you know, talking to me like, you know. Like, like he cares nothing. about you. Yeah, 
like he cared about me and nothing ever happened. It you doesn't know, make like, sense because it's yeah. two different entities. I think two it's literally, yeah. Two different people and it's like, oh my God, I, I've seen people in uh, psych wards and different psych wards literally like talking to me like you know they were Satan I mean they were saying stuff there's this guy that confessed to me he was in lockdown and in those psych wards we have those areas where you can lock people down Mm -hmm. in these rooms nothing in there but a a drain you know what I mean Um, and they're literally padded rooms Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy got, you know, we put him in there and he was confessing all kind of stuff because some people just come unglued and the demon really shows. Yeah. And this guy started telling me stuff about kids that he didn't kill and murdered up at, in, in Colorado and, and, and at campsites in Colorado and committed murders up there and all of this kind of demonic stuff. Mm-mm-mm. And you know when you looked at him, he looked like somebody's dad. And and then he recanted all of that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, after he you know came out of lockdown. Wow! Uh, but <laughs> he had confessed to me all manner of heinous crimes that he committed. Mm-mm-mm. And he was he was doing everything. But speaking in other 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 ancient tongues, this guy was fully possessed wow. by a demon. And oh, I've yeah. heard this stuff from other people. And it's like, you know, if they get a gun, they're gonna kill a lot of people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, it's like um people don't understand anything, like they think they know everything and oh, this stuff's BS. Well, start looking into the mouth of God chakra, because you're actually very vulnerable, you know, unless you're divinely declaring daily that you're divinely protected, you're vulnerable to these very same things happening to you. Like if you're like one day you're pissed off at work, hey, you know, that's a perfect time for, you know, to pick up an attachment from somebody at work and bring Mm -hmm. it home with you. Mm. And even though you're generally a nice person, and then now you've got all this shit going wrong in your life and you don't know what's going on. You don't have an explanation for it. It's just keep coming and keep coming. And then finally, these people will look and say, what's going on in my life? And they'll open up. And it's like people don't understand that you're so vulnerable with your emotions that you have to learn how to control your emotions to to save yourself from these things. And that Mm -hmm. this is a real phenomenon and it's it's going to get I'm afraid it's going to get worse and we're going to have to we're going to have to connect and, and unify more than ever to to, you know, like make sure our friend call on your friend and make sure she's OK. She's having a bad day, you know, mm-hmm. uh, pull them back out of it because you let them get too far and not care about them. I think they're going to be, you know, they get sad. No one cares about me. Nobody loves me. Nobody ever checks on me. I checked on Patty this morning because Patty's been saying uh, she's been okay. The thought comes and then it comes out of your mouth and you start to give it power. You start speaking it into existence. Mm-hmm. Well, she texted me that she was thinking about harming herself. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. And I'm like, this woman is not only thinking it now she's starting to manifest it through writing it. And I think that right now she is with 
my friend is has an attachment or that the guy that she's with has an attachment and it's wreaking hell on her life. She can't even escape. Um, well, she's going to escape, but she has not been able to escape this man. Every time something, she gets something in her favor, then it, you know, then two steps forward and three steps back, you know, and, and I'm like, man, these demons are capable of keeping you in a negative situation, like trapping you. They don't want mm-hmm. to let you go. They ain't good. The devil is not going to let you go without a fight. You know, he's mm-hmm. not. I started going to Lakewood and I started having feelings I had never felt. And every time I went to Lakewood, I just poured out crying. It was like they were purging all the negative from my system by filling me up with light and love. Mm-hmm. And I learned about how God loves you and how God doesn't, God would never say, I want my human to serve as a vessel to kill 30 people. Right. But the devil who is next in line with power, the next most powerful being on this planet, since he own, quote unquote owns this planet or runs it, the only one that can transcend him is God. So you all have to be praying. You have to be connecting. I'm telling you, it don't matter. Just say his name and invoke Jesus into your life to keep you divinely protected in your family. You know, we have to be proactive. Don't wait till it's already happening in your family. I think it's just going to get worse, you know, and I, I think God gave me the experience of my childhood to be able to see, like, I don't think my mom was schizophrenic. I think my mom was ultra sensitive and gifted and mm-hmm. that the, that the demons had it out for her because she was so filled with God and so it, like into the Holy Spirit and reading her Bible every day and giving people money and helping them out and going there. And all of these amazing things. And then they wanted to take her out. You know what I'm saying? They wanted her strapped down in the psych ward. So nobody would listen to her. They wouldn't, you know, she, they could discredit her. And I think that um, she got into those depressive states. And that's how, uh, I'm going to tell you one thing. My mom did not use words like, like was coming out of her mouth in that hospital that day. And, and she did, my mom would not have tried to kill you if she was in her right state of mind but this thing would go away and come back go away and come back you know and it was just it was torture for 18 years and you know with someone who's got you know schizophrenia I just think I have an opinion and a theory that they are technically possessed because my mom was like Jekyll and Hyde it was no longer my mother speaking some some, something was using her body as a vessel to serve evil you know, and I think that's what's going on with these school shootings. So wasn't, wasn't your mom like abused as a child somehow? Yeah. And she witnessed a lot of abuse. And um, when my mom used the gun when I was two to defend her, not defend her. She was defending herself in her mind. But I think that she was not going to let my dad hit her or, you know, take her body like had done in Appalachia, Kentucky. She wasn't going to let him treat her like she was defending herself in her mind. But then they put her in hospital and they labeled her crazy and stuff. But this is all stemming exactly from the things she went through in childhood. Why would she feel like she needed to defend herself with a gun, you know, and shoot five bullets at my dad's feet, you know. But I think that like, like I'm saying, you know, she was drunk that night. They had just come from the Moose Lodge. I have no doubt that they were drunk because she wasn't on medicine yet 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They mm-hmm. hadn't declared her uh, schizophrenic yet. So they were at the Moose Lodge. And when you get drunk, uh, I'll tell you about that mouth of God chakra at the back of your head where the, the neck and the, you know, the skull meet, the mm-hmm. spine and the skull meet. Um, read about that, the mouth of God. That's where they can come in, I believe, while you're in an altered state of being, uh, especially alcohol, because mm-hmm. alcohol, uh, Missy would check out and something else would check in. It would be right. like a different person. And that's when you know that's when you know that something else is there, not your friend or not yourself. You know what I mean? Like once you cross that line to drunks, you're vulnerable to demons. That's why they call them spirits. Well, <laughs> you know, people tend to do all manner of things when they're drunk or influenced by drugs. Mm-hmm. Or and you know, people commit all kinds of heinous crimes, you know. Do you believe that like say someone's sitting there that has been sober for months and then all of a sudden they get this craving. Do you think that comes from them or do you think that comes from demons? Because that, come, that comes from demons because this is my belief on this stuff. They're fighting it themselves you, on the inside. Yeah. And when you when you are get intoxicated, uh, and I'm not saying don't have a drink, but I'm saying that when you get intoxicated, you don't have control over your will. And your will, think of it as a dome and think of your will as the gatekeeper, you know, that uh, really keeps entities, okay, from other dimensions from Mm -hmm. literally coming into you, into your spirit and literally controlling, taking, it's like a a, a carjacking. Think about Mm -hmm. that. Yes. A gunman coming up to you pulling a shotgun on you while you're at the traffic light or something or and say, give me your car and mm-hmm. making you get over in the passenger seat and they start doing stuff with your vehicle with who who's you, you're not in control anymore and mm-hmm. you're just along for the ride. This is mm-hmm. what happens to people who are severely um, mm-hmm. and not treated by the way who have the schizophrenia and not treated people who have all other manner of issues psychological issues not treated and people who play with the I'm gonna throw that in there uh and exactly and, 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 and so i ain't gonna name no occults because y'all get pissed and mad but i'm just gonna say it like that and leave it alone into the cult you're old Ways. You're opening gateways. Don't play with the Ouija board. Don't play with <coughs> all that stuff because Excuse what's going to happen is you're opening access to your soul, to your spirit. The portals, yes. The demons will come in and they will attack to you. And they will. And while I'm on this bit, you girls, <laughs> you women, y'all make sure that you be careful who you're sleeping with. And I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> Because it's real and it's true. And boys, young men, same thing. You can sleep with people and they be the wrong person. The spirit inside of them, they might have an attachment, a demonic attachment. Guess what's Mm going to happen to you once you have intercourse with these people? Mm -hmm. That demon is going to to you 
you got stuff going on in your life that you can't explain. Uh, nothing's happening right for you. Um, you know, you depressed, you want to kill yourself, you want to kill some other people. This is how this stuff happens, y'all. And yeah. all of a sudden, you don't know what is going on with you, but you're not normal. You're not yourself no more. You have mm -hmm. lost yourself in this other person. All of this stuff is demonic activity. And it, mm -hmm. it, it lines up right away with this gun thing. I'm saying that because this last incident that happened up there near Chicago, that dude was like gonna get married to some other guy. And apparently that other guy said, I don't want to marry you. And what does this dude do? Well, I don't know if he already had all these guns or what, but he went out and killed a bunch of people behind that. So you see, this is what I'm talking about, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you so you got to be careful, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, these attachments happen so subtly. I think they happen through traumatic events in your life. Uh -huh. I think they happen through uh, witchcraft. I think they happen through a lot of different ways, through d using drugs and alcohol uh -huh. to excess and just all kind of things. These things can happen in a lot of ways. And the next thing you know, the demon's playing games in your head, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you don't get this stuff dealt with, Missy and I deal with stuff like this all the time. I mm -hmm. guess we might as well tell about that other incident <laughs> without oh, calling no names. We but... got a half hour. Can, or can we fit it? <laughs> yeah, let's. I'll let you start, Miss. And you can just tell about whatever you want to tell about it. I didn't and want to speak I... to the, the gun incident a little bit more because I'm like, we promised to talk about the guns and stuff. And we did. We covered what we wanted to with that. But now this this here is a whole nother level of darkness, y'all. So if you're sensitive to things and you're weirded out by the, uh, you know, odd things and dark spirits and stuff, I would tune out now. But. It's really um, informative, you know, that, and me and Chris lived this. We experienced it. So um, do you want to use that? Uh, you, uh, I'm going to say it like this. Introduce the situation as this. We did an exorcism and Chris did a baptism in the same afternoon. We, it, we um, what it was, it extracted a demon from some, he did, because he's the minister and the anointed minister and stuff. So I assisted in an exorcism and then Chris turned around and baptized the girl and freed her of this thing and then she went right back to it and we can discuss the details of it further but um basically that's the roundabout of what happened but um Chris it was your friend um who was working with someone who um was having some issues with demons and bad things and she was claiming that she was possessed a demon was inside of her and we got to, uh, her friend um, came to this apartment, like, how, you say it, you say it, you say it well, better. Well, <laughs> um, my friend basically said, oh, I got a friend here who pretty much showed up at her doorstep, had some issues, and it was spiritual. And basically, the girl had a haunted house. That's, that's how we ended up talking. And so she left her house to stay with my friend because her house was haunted. Oh, okay. And so I, she wanted to know if I would 
clear her house. I said, well, let me talk to her on the phone. So we ended up doing a video conference call. And I started noticing things in that girl's spirit. And then I got spiritual gifts. And I know y'all might have some issues with that, or maybe not. But God gave us gifts. So anyway, use the gifts and discern things. I have gifts of discernment, amongst other things. Uh, And prophecy, I have the gift of prophecy. And, you know, I'm a seer, so I can see things. And so Uh nonetheless... Uh, I got to talking to this girl on a video call. Sure enough, I literally started seeing things that this girl wasn't telling me about. I said, you got a house and you stay in the Meadows, Texas, don't you? And she says, yes. And I said, <laughs> you stay uh, in this area where you're near a field, right, of overgrown grass, don't you? And she said, I said, yeah, I said, that was a spiritual ground. That ground has slaves buried on it right now. Your house that you live in is buried over top. These graves are these slaves. Used Uh to work this sugar plantation down there. I said, did you know that? She's like, (laughs) I didn't know that that was going on. I said, that's why all of this stuff, and she told me all this stuff was happening in her house. She was seeing demons. Her little kids were seeing demons walking around. Shadow people, people Ugh. with red eyes, and oh, all Lord. of this stuff. Stuff was literally moving by themselves in her house, right? Uh. And stuff like that. And I said, the reason why all of that's going on is because of what I said. And I said, oh, by the way, you're a pentagram. It's around your neck right now, isn't it? And she lied to me and told me it wasn't. And the truth is, it really was playing with witchcraft. And so I said, you got a problem. I'm not coming to your house. I said, you got to find a neutral house to go to. And I said, so, uh, and she was already at my friend's house. I said, I'll come over there, but I ain't coming to your house. And so sure enough, that's how we ended up being at that house with that girl and my uh-huh. friend. And then we got there and I instructed Missy before we left, hey, this was gonna happen. Don't get distracted, but you're gonna read this scripture. I think it was the 23rd <laughs> Psalm. And I said, oh, you yeah. read it over and over again. I gave her the Bible. And then mm. I told her what was gonna go down. And we went in there and that's exactly it. what had happened. Yeah, and y'all gotta hear my side when you get done. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what went down. That when we walked in there, the girl the next morning, the girl was sitting on a stool or on a chair. She looked just like a, a toad or a frog or something. Yeah, because uh, her legs were drawn up against her chest on the chair. Like yeah, her feet on were the on chair. the chair. And her, her legs. Yeah. Her whole body was picked over uh and had sores all over mm-hmm. her body. And, yes. and on her forehead and all over. And it's super like... Super skinny. Super skinny. Uh, looked like she had a case of the chicken pox or something. Yes. And so we got to talking. And the only talking we did was in the name of Jesus. And uh-huh. Missy started talking about, you know, that's 23rd Psalm and reading it over and over again. And it's, as she was reading them scriptures, I was anointing that girl 
opened the door, had my friend or somebody open the door, and Kat commanded that demon to leave her. And mm-hmm. I think after the third time or so, I can't remember how long it took, but well, I'll fill of, you in on that. <laughs> all of a sudden, and Missy will fill on, on that part, while we were doing that work, something happened, and I'll let Missy take over and tell you what happened. Okay, well, from from my perspective, it was all, you know, right up to where she's sitting on that chair looking like, you know, she fit on that tiny little chair. Like, you said she looked kind of like a troll that day because you can tell there was an energy about her that wasn't right. And her eyes looked really odd to me like she yeah. wasn't like Dark she wasn't in there yeah you know and so okay chris gives uh, i i have my little bible that chris gave to me he gifted me a beautiful little bible that I carry with me when i did instacart in houston all the time and um i just knew that no weapon would, would prosper against me and it was the right thing to do to help this girl so i was scared but i was kind of almost like is this really gonna work because it's well chris is a minister and I, I'm my mother's child and my grandmother's child, you know, because they have these spiritual gifts as well. So I was assisting through, like, as soon as we walked in that door, honey, I'd never been to that person's house before. And I just hit them tuning forks everywhere, all over. And I could feel the energy in that room. It was so thick. It was like the tuning forks could not even cut through it. You know, it was like the, the better choice is just to leave this this area as well the neutral house because it was dense too but um so here after I finished the tuning forks then Chris was like let's get it going you know let's let's start this and we're gonna read I'm gonna read and while you anoint and here's what happened on my side when I was reading it and as I recall I only read that verse once because it was you told me to read from one point to another point and it was like a force was trying to get me to not say those words. Like they, each word was like so much energy. It was like, you know, trying to push it out of my body because inside my stomach, I was having as a medium. See, now let me tell you before um, everybody, nobody knows me and they don't really know my gifts and whatnot, but I am a, not only a psychic, but a medium and like meaning that I speak to other folks to help other, you know, people here on this uh, dimension to help them heal by talking to their loved ones on the other side. And um, I'm also an empath and a a serious empath, a really sensitive empath. So when I am standing next to someone, I experience what they're going through sometimes and their emotions and the physical sensations. Well, while I was reading that Psalms 23 from top to bottom straining scared to death here I've got all these sensations in my stomach like something's fighting to get out you know what I mean I'm like my stomach is just rolling I didn't know if it was my fear or if it was like me experiencing what she's going through standing right next to me so um yeah that was a lot of physical sensations going through me when I was reading that and I felt the resistance of the of the devil upon us you know what I'm saying like wanting to fight against us not to do this because if anybody's the weakest link it would be me because I you know like oh I don't know if I can do this you know but I stood in there and we basically held hands the three of us around that girl and Chris um said prayers and cast that demon out that door and we did not 
unlink hands until I felt that spirit move because I'm like, okay, it's gone. Cause I actually got a physical sensation of relief and calm come over me and it must've went out the door and, and we shut that door. Somebody went over and shut that door and we unlinked their hands, of course. And that's when Chris went immediately into, you know, she got baptized in the tub clothed, but it doesn't matter how the baptism gets done because it was done. And me and the other person were standing in the hallway and Chris said his prayer and what you say before you baptize someone. And I felt the energy of God in that room, like in the hallway outside that little bathroom, I felt a wave of light and like, I guess, love come through because it felt so clean and pure. And I asked that person, I said, do you feel that peace that just came through like off of what's going on in there? the energy totally changed in the, you know, the space that I was standing in. So I felt like we were over the hump with that, you know, and that Chris brought her back up. She got dried off, came back out. Her eyes looked different. Now, you know, granted, she still had sores and stuff, but, you know, she just looked and she literally looked like she was reborn, you know, that there was no, no longer something inside of her. And I didn't have that nasty feeling anymore and after I what I went through I was like God just entered this space you know what I mean and and cleared that thing for us and we had to be the vessel to serve it and we showed God what our potential is right there of course we can help people with this not necessarily that we want to Um, not not my favorite line of work but um, it's one of the many services that we can help people with because you know I do the remote viewing and you know, stuff like that as well. So we can, me and Chris have talked about helping the police and helping people who have lost pets or lost uh, loved ones to get closure. But um, this, this thing I experienced that day was the most powerful thing I had ever been through in my life. And I knew right then that my bloodline was for a purpose. You know what I mean? I felt like I did, I passed the test that God wanted me to test. I faced my worst fear. You know, like walking into a space where I knew that there was going to be a demon present. And you know why, Chris? Because I witnessed my mom going through it and I wanted to help someone who was also going through that, you know, and Mm. and wash that thing off of her. But damn it, she went right back to that house and and decided she wasn't going to move because her family owned that house, her parents. And then she was like, well, I can't help it. I can't leave my mom and dad. And I'm like, you are leaving your child vulnerable to this thing now, you know, Mm -hmm. this little one. If you don't psychically protect yourself or ask God to divinely protect you, send a team of angels every morning when you get up, Mm -hmm. you are vulnerable to these things. Yesterday don't count no more. We're talking about today. Did you say, Mm -hmm. God, I'm asking you to pray to protect me today as I walk through this world from negative things happening to me? I do that every day. And Mm -hmm. And it works. God keeps me safe every day. And I can attest to the presence of God right now for the last two years of my life compared to the last 30 without it. Okay. What kind of nightmare my life was through addiction and all of these things we're talking about. The the dark was coming for me, honey. Mm. And I, I put myself in the rehab. I was having those, I was punishing myself for things I didn't have to punish myself for in my childhood, you know. Mm-hmm. But I went through rehab and I wanted to live. I was like, why am I killing myself slowly? You know, 
So the dark did not win right there. Like I was coming out of the dark through rehab and stuff. But um, I never knew in a million years that I I was also fighting my gifts because I was always sensitive to other people's energy and I was really good at reading people, but I didn't really understand it um, until I read the article about empaths. But if you're an empath and you're listening to this, you're going to have to do some spiritual work. You're going to have to do some uh, intentional protection (laughs) because this world right now, it's just getting, that's why so many people are like grumpy, you know, like I, I work at a vacation spot and people are, some people are grumpy when they come in. And I think that that mood is affecting people who are not um, actively uh, participating in the prayer life or spirit life, you know, taking care of their spiritual side. And they're vulnerable. I mean, everyday people who are just not going to church, not praying, you know, just living their life. They don't think they're doing anything wrong. But there's an absence of God in your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I can attest to it because I went through 30 years of torture because I prayed and went to church till I was 18, left home because my crazy mama, you know, I wanted to get out of there. That's the mentality I had back then. And and for the next 30 years, my soul and my body and my mind were tortured. And then I get down here and go to Lakewood. And when I live in Houston with you and I'm like, oh, my God, God brought me here because I said I wanted to go to Lakewood in Ohio, like. Two or three years, I watched Joel all the time. And I said, now that's a church I would go to, you know. And here I ended up in freaking Houston. I mean, Mm -hmm. every whisper is heard by God, honey. Don't think that he don't want to fulfill those wishes for you. Because um, he brought me through five states to get me here and do these things with Chris. And I believe it's all for a reason. You know, like, not everybody has these gifts. There are people who can do amazing things, but um, I know people are really skeptical about that, but you have to experience it and witness it for yourself, because it's not like we went out and said, hey, we want to sign up for clairvoyance, you know? <laughs> no. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, we were born with it, you know? And I, I just stuffed mine, and I know Chris, I mean, Chris, when Chris read, read me on the phone the first time, when I called him, I'd never met him before, uh, that man saw my biggest tragedy at two years old, when my mom did that shooting at my dad with the gun, you know, and he told me all about, I'm like, nobody knows that. No single soul besides the family knows that. So I'm like totally blown away. I'm like, well, Chris is a minister, but he didn't sign up for clairvoyance, mm. but you got it. Cause God wants people, certain people to be able to do certain things because of the way their heart is about the passion they have for helping people. Mm-hmm. So, and I think mm-hmm. that me and you have been people pleasers and givers and over givers for all these years. And God says, we need people who love people that much to do this work. Mm-hmm. There's no one else that's going to do it because they don't have the gifts. <laughs> well, and this is, you know, really, you know, unconventional ministry. I, I got a ministry called Chris Times Ministries where I, I work with people in various ways, like when this is talking about, and, you know, it's, 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 it's a special calling. No, I never thought I'd be casting demons out of people. And really, (laughs) if you talk to Christian folks, they'll, they'll look at you sideways when you tell them this story. 
They want to know how to respond to it because the truth is that they don't have those gifts that we're talking about. They don't have the abilities that we're talking about. Your pastor don't have those abilities. They could, but they generally don't believe in these things, right? And so it's hard to cast a demon out of anybody or to address a spiritual problem if you don't think they have one, you know? And so, or you don't know, like, you don't believe that stuff happens. There are a lot of churches, and I went to seminary and Bible college and stuff, and they teach that, you know, that these get, these things don't happen to people anymore. Well, that's a demonic work, because the truth is that, I mean, we can look at, right now, you what that part, no, what is that, that, that uh, issue that happened with the Highland Park, you know, outside of Chicago, perfect example of a demon, you know, getting out there uh, and shooting up uh, 30-something people. They said he had over uh, three magazines. He thought about going to another parade after he shot up all of these people, women and children and whatnot, and left one gun on the scene. He had three or four more. He jumped in his car and he was going to try to find another place. And, you know, before the police finally stopped him, found him and stopped him, and the man was walking around in a, in a dress, you know? I mean, uh, so there's a lot going on with people, you know? It's a spiritual thing, you know? And people get attached. They, they, they and, and, and they do things like this. And it's like, okay, you know, people don't generally wake up and say, I'm going to go kill a bunch of folks. And neither does a demon say, uh, put a sign up and say, oh, I'm here, by the way, I'm taking over. So no one, there's no clear cut way for people to know this, except that there's two forces. There's good and there's evil. And when something like this happens, it's not coming from love, honey. It's coming from evil. So this is the source that's creating it all. It's the the core source, the root cause of all of this is that the devil, the the dark, you know, force that wants to take over this earth and create chaos. But, um, you know, they're never going to say clear cut, hey, we're, we're moving in, you know, we're going to take you over, you know, and, and people have to know in their mind, body and spirit that the that the truth is the truth is the truth. You know, um, if you work with God, your life will get better and better progressively like mine has since two years ago. But then if you work with the devil or the occult, then you're going to get progressively worse. It's not going to, you're not going to suddenly pull out of it unless you, someone like prays for you or something. Mm -hmm. Someone is going to have to recognize it and pray for you. Mm -hmm. So don't think that you're not vulnerable if you don't do your spiritual work. I mean, everything's about vibration. And I think that in terms of vibration, that just means a higher dimension or a lower dimension and your feelings decide what entity you're going to receive information from. Am I going to receive information from God? Well, I'm going to pray to him and ask him to guide me today. And that's what I'm going to do to be proactive. So I don't, default and end up getting my guidance from someone and end up having a day from hell because if you try it one day you realize that it works and then it's like it's over I'm never going back to not praying before I go to work or before I get out of my bed or before I check my phone in the morning you know 
So, I mean, people, you really have to be proactive and keep your spiritual eyes open for people who are giving off that vibe that they're just spending a little too much time alone or, you know, you see them giving somebody the stink eye or something, you know? So, I mean, I have to watch it work for like, say people since tourist season, there are bad guys out there. They try to run out and not pay. You have to keep your third eye open for these evil people, you know, who don't want to, you know, that they think they're like, um, more privileged to just walk out and not pay or whatever. I don't know. But anyways, I, I get off the subject horribly. I'm so sorry, but. That's okay. <laughs> well, you know, I guess you mentioned the prayer. Prayer is a mm-hmm. great way to integrate throughout your day uh, to stay in tune with God and to stay tuned up. Mm-hmm. You could also use music as a therapeutic way to do the same thing. I listen to gospel music, you know, when my, you know, vibe is getting off. It's yeah. a good way to integrate into your life because the enemy's there. The scripture says that the enemy's there to steal, kill, and destroy, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what you, you're seeing with all of this gun violence, this yeah. gun culture. Let me, you know, guns are the king, you know? And guns mean everything and human beings mean nothing. That's all yeah. satanic. You know, it's a, it's a, now, now I'm going to wrap with this, Miss Missy. I don't know what you think about it, but there are certain things that certain angelic beings called the watchers oh. taught human beings ages ago and they shouldn't have done it they broke protocol god told them don't do this stuff and they did it anyway Mm -hmm. one of the things that they taught human beings how to do was to make war Mm. that's one of the things they taught human beings they also taught human beings how to work with metal metals so alchemy Mm -hmm. um they taught human beings about jewelry and makeup. They taught mm-hmm. human beings about a lot of things. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, but God didn't intend for that because mm-hmm. now look at the world, you see? Mm-hmm. So here we are with all of this mess. And yeah. it's kind of one of those things you start looking at. Hey, you know, why is there so much killing and violence? Well, if you look at this gun stuff, I'm not saying all guns, but the guns made for war, like the AK-47, SKS, uh, or AR-15, they got other ones. Um, and those guns are strictly made for the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And that's what these killers... And, uh, they go straight for the it. one that can kill the most people. Yes, they want to create as much chaos as they can. And when they shoot people with these guns or even animals, it literally explodes. Oh God! The individual, not getting graphic on you, but wow, it, it's like a bomb in a bullet. Wow, that's what it is. That's and disgusting. So, but that, it, think it, about that visual, people, though. People what need they to, had hear to go it. through. It's a bomb and a bullet, and 
That's what's that's what the media is not telling you because they don't want to freak you out. But that I shot guns a long time. I used to go to the gun range when I was doing a little law enforcement with NASA, and I got it. And we got three seconds. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> oh, it went over. Oh, it did. Okay, I guess we can still talk at, at 60.7 seconds or Yeah, seconds. I don't know. Maybe it, they gave us more time or something. I don't know. Maybe. So let's <laughs> let's wrap, Missy, right now. Yeah, we'll end it. That's cool. Um, you guys can follow me on uh, Positive um, Energy Alchemy, I think is what I named my podcast. I haven't even quoted my podcast in forever. Um, and Chris? Um, people know where to find you on your podcast so yes you want to give me a number or anything else oh yeah let's do um you guys can text me i also do um i don't know if anybody is interested in this but oracle card readings but they're angel cards they're for real positive to manifest more positive things and help you heal traumas from the past and you know like stuff that you don't know about that's that you haven't thought about or given any like um, real thought to until it gets brought up in a reading and it helps you process stuff. The difference between me and a therapist is that the spirit will go right for the rip the bandaid off and tear somebody's head off just to get them healed. You know what I mean? We won't ease into it. I will tell you the source of why things are happening to you. Um, But anyways, I love to do those readings and um, my phone number is 540 four two one one three zero four um and you can text me that'd be about the only way to reach me there um but yeah and i also can do the tuning forks for healing uh sending people um really high frequencies that have these forks have science behind them now so i don't have to speak for them they speak for themselves and of course i got my granny's healing gift so those two things together with prayer I have seen some amazing things with this, um, you guys. And uh, if you want to test it out, just give me a chance and I will definitely prove it to you. Um, And then you've got, uh, what else do I do, Chris? Oh, mediumship. Uh, Yeah. Wow. That's a tough subject because Chris probably has more spiritual people following. But I'm from, my family's from Appalachia, Kentucky. You know, we've got all these, we talk about this. Well, they, they don't really talk about it, but these things are affluent up there. Like they have tons of people who have these gifts and stuff and they don't know how to use them. See, and then they get into witchcraft and whatnot. That's how I found out I had gifts. So basically um, I can speak to someone on the other side for you through um, whatever means God made it. And I literally just write down what they're telling me. It's like a clear audience. I hear what they're saying and I just write as fast as I can to keep up with it because the last one I did, um, I got like big writing, but three notebook pages of things that were smacked right on. And then you know that your family members are there and they're making you laugh through these things. And it's crazy. I mean, it, it's just unbelievable that if, if you don't think your family members are right around you all the time, you're absolutely wrong about that because <laughs> they're rooting for us. They're just in a higher dimension where we can't visually see them. You know, like, you know, like we could call it heaven, you know, but um, yeah, those folks want to talk to us. And so you guys want to reach out and do that in a safe way. Um, I call the Holy Spirit. I, you know, ask Jesus and the angels to clear my space and sacred space. 
we will work out um, a reading for you or a mediumship session, whatever you guys need. So um, just text me at 540-421-1304. And you got Miss Cleo at your service. <laughs> I can do all your energy work for you. <laughs> all right, great. And yeah. So you can always call Miss Miss. <clears throat> She's awesome. I can attest to her abilities. Uh, she's very good and uh, always on point. And of course, you can call me uh, for my work, ministry stuff. I do pastoral counseling and the like. Um, work with people's issues. I'm clairvoyant, so I have lots of gifts like Missy was talking about. You got okay. spiritual things going on you want to address. Give me a call. Um, and uh, my number is 540-421-2249. It is best <laughs> that you send me a text message. Um, and uh, so, yeah. Well, I guess with that, we'll we have to see you all the next time. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.